But we're, we're continuing um, our series today in Hebrews. Um, this is uh, week three. Uh, last, uh, last uh, Brian started us off two weeks ago um, uh, in, in just setting up this series. And so again, if you guys, like I said last week, if you guys haven't listened or you guys weren't here or haven't heard that, that ser- sermon yet, I would suggest that you go back and, and watch that one. Um, because he does a really good job of setting up the book as a whole as to what it is really about. Because the book of Hebrews is written to, um, to uh, already uh, uh, believers. He's written to, to uh, the, the ancient church, right? The, the beginning church. And, and, and they're people that already believe in Christ, right? And, I mean, and, and that's what it's written to. But there's, there's very clear gospel messages also in it where, where we get the invitation um, into our faith. And so, but I, I, I just, again, if you guys haven't already, go back and listen to these next these, uh, couple messages. And, and if you guys want to read along uh, with us, kind of where we're going to go next week on the back of your bulletin, we've given you the verses um, that you guys could read through every day, and, and that's where we're going to go next week. So the bulletin that you guys have now is for the message next week. Um, uh, but uh, to, to start us off, our, our theme verse for, for this, this series and, um, and it is out of Hebrews 13, it's verse 8 and 9. It says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do, do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace uh, not from rules about food, which do not help those who follow them. All right, so this, this series, this, this book, it, it, again, it's written to the ancient church, current believers in that time, um, and, and, but it's, it's full of these different challenges, right? But it's also addressing different concerns that, that the, the church had, uh, that the author had for the church. And, and, and those uh, are, are three different things, which is, Maybe a decline in faith, a decline in love, and, and a decline in commitment. Right? Because, I mean, and, and we see this again, not just in this ancient church, but, but in church today, right? We see people that, that go off the rails with faith and then, then it starts to fall, right? Or we see people that are just so loving and so up forward, but, but that like, we, can, we can start to see that kind of reel back a little bit as, as we you know, interact, and, 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 and sometimes we just slip into a bad place where we just stop loving, right? Or decline, a decline in commitment, where you start off, you know, going to small group every week, and, and then you miss one, and then you miss a couple, right? Or same with the Sunday morning, or, or, or just reading your Bible every day, or talking to God every day. We, we can see the, the kind of the decline in commitment also, kind of just that, that trickle effect, right? Uh, but, um, uh, but, but, but kind of addressing that, I, I wanted to, to present to you guys this, this question. Um, as, as we kind of, before we get reading, is, is what's on your mind today as you sit here in church? As, 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 as much as I would like to think that, that you know, that we, we've all been and, and will remain totally focused on, on the message and worship and the words and God, I, 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 I know better. And, and I know better because I do it. Like, I, I probably did it a couple times just sitting there. I mean, through that message, just your mind drifts, right? But, but and, and uh, I, it, I know that we're not always totally focused. And, and, and distractions are everywhere, right? They're constant in our lives. They, things keep coming up. And so, uh, just, what about today? 
What about right now? Right? Busy days, crazy schedules, right? Everything going on with, with our kids. Um, what, when can I get out and enjoy the sun? You know, when is the sun actually going to come out long enough for me to enjoy it? You know, that, that's the other thing. Uh, bills I need to pay, health issues, you know, projects my wife has for me. Like, what, what, what deadlines, frustrations of work, frustrations of lack of work. Like, there's so many different things in our world that can, that can pull, pull our attention, Right? And so, again, so many thoughts in our heads, it's, it's sometimes hard to just, just to concentrate. And so, uh, to, to be focused. But before we start, thoughts. Right? I want you guys to just fight those drifting thoughts. Okay? Focus on, on not me. Right? Don't focus on me. Focus on what God's saying to you today. Okay? As we read these verses, really intently read them. Or listen, like, what is God telling you today? Not me, but God, right? And, and, and for the early Christians, right, that is, that is what this chapter is about. Right? For them, it was Moses, right? And Moses was a, super, uh, was a spiritual superhero for them, right? It was, uh, he, he led God's people out of slavery through the Red Sea, across the desert to the Promised Land, right? On top of that, Moses was God's chosen messenger of the covenant of the law for the people of Israel. Like in the same way, Jesus was was God's chosen messenger of the covenant of grace for for all humanity, right? So we have this comparison here. So so which human messenger and, and covenant is greater, right? Moses and the law, or or God, uh, Jesus and, and grace. Right, that was what, what, what the challenge was being presented here. Right, for these early Christians, this was much more than a philosophical question. Right, they, they, they felt the pressure to choose between spiritual superhero and crucified savior. Right, that was the challenge that they, they had, and that, that, that's where we're going to go today. So if you guys want to open up with me, we're going to open up to, to Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 and 11. If you guys just leave your Bible open, we're going to uh, come back to it here in a little bit. But um, if you guys want to open with me, if you guys don't have a Bible, there's ones provided for you, and the page numbers uh, where you can find it in those Bibles. Uh, but uh, we're going to start today in Hebrews chapter 3, uh, verse 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven. Think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. As, just, as a, just as a person who builds a house d- deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder but the one who built everything is God. Moses, is cer- Moses was certainly faithful to in God's house as servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, in, is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's, we are God's house if we keep our, if our, keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled, when, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my, my miracles for 40 years. 
so I was angry with them. And I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. So these verses here, like the author of Hebrews describes Jesus and Moses, right, as servants in God's house, right? But they both serve God in very different ways, right? Jesus is greater than Moses in the same way that the son is greater than the servant in the house, right? That was what was brought up, right? In verse 2, points out that the, that both men were faithful to God, right? They both faithfully served, right? And as early Christians, they, they struggled with this concept. They struggled with Jesus being greater than Moses because up to that point, all they had known was Moses and the law. And, and Jesus came and, and turned the toll table upside down. Right? But but Second uh, Peter, uh, verse, uh, or chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, it tells us, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture came from the prophet's own understanding or from human uh, initiative. No. These prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Right? So even, again, like the... The early Christians, they lost sight of this. They lost sight of, of, of that, that it was provided by God, right? It, was, it, wasn't, it, it's like, it doesn't make you greater than God, right? And that's kind of where they've put this, this law, is that if we follow the law, that's it. And we don't need a Savior because we can do it ourselves with the law. And, and, and that's, what, like, that's the whole reason Jesus came, was because we can't. Because we're not perfect. Because we continue to sin and continue to drift. And so we needed someone to step into those shoes. We, we are part of, and we are part of God's house if we believe in Jesus, right? Therefore, we are, we are also called to be faithful like Moses and Jesus in this way. What is God calling you to do? What could it look like for you to live as a faithful servant in God's house? Like that is the question that was provided. And I mean, and I left a couple lines there for you, and you guys can take your time, fill that out, don't fill that out. It, it's okay. But, but I want you guys I, just, just to, to sit on that thought for a minute. If you, believe in, if you believe in Jesus, right, we're all part of one body, one house, Right, and and we all have roles. I mean, even as kids, we all had chores. Right, like there are things that you had to do to maintain your house. Right, there are things that God's asking us to do to maintain His. Right, so so where could you be a faithful servant in God's house? Could that be helping on these mission trips? Could it be helping with the VBS? Could it be helping with music on a Sunday morning? Could it be just a greeter? But where where could you where could you step into those shoes, right? The early Christians were were being pressured to 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 abandon Jesus and, and return to the covenant of the law, right? The, the the rituals, offerings, the festivals, sacrifices of the temple, right? We see this through through Jesus' whole ministry in in the in the Gospels, right? Where where the Pharisees and the and the religious rulers push back at Jesus because of this, right? Where where everyone's being pressured. No, you need to follow the law, right? And it's and it's ultimately just a power grab by those humans. Right to them, that that formal way of life seemed established and safe. 
right? Following Jesus was new and very unsure, so, uh, a very unsure, it, unsure, like something many of us, I'm, I'm sure, can relate to today, right? Stepping out in faith is hard. It takes courage to do that sometimes. Like, it's not easy. I mean, I, I, I can tell you, like, it, me, it took a long time for me to be able to be comfortable up here, right? It, it took a lot and a lot of faith for me to step out in those shoes, right? For me, it took, like, it takes a lot of preparation, right? It takes, a, I mean, even today, it, it took it took a whole week of preparation to get here, right? And so, again, that's that's what that's what I'm trying to get at, right? It gets, sometimes it's, it's unsure and unsafe, right? And, and but but if the early Christians abandoned Jesus, right, they would not only be, uh, be leaving God's chosen messenger and, and servant, but but God Himself, right? We we do the same when we turn from Jesus today. Every time we will willfully sin, every time that we we skip out when we know we should have that conversation. Every time we step out and, and we're like, you know, I can just do this. I don't need to sit and pray first, right? Every time that, that like, I'll just read my Bible later and then we never get to it. Like, we, we turn away from God a little bit, right? And it just gets easier and easier to do that, right? We reject Jesus and turn towards our, our formal way of life, right? And, and, and the Bible tells us, right, that, that we're, we, we have to be transformed. And, and being transformed is a lifestyle. It's not so much... Uh, uh, just, you know, you come in and you're saved and, and you're just immediately transformed. Like, it's a process, right? But it takes, it takes those times for us to step out in faith into those unsure times, those unsure things. But Hebrews, this, this chapter doesn't stop, stop there, right? We have a few more verses here and, and, and we have guidance in this book on what to do uh, here in these next few verses. And so we're going to continue um, in, in verse 12, where it says, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still today, so that none of you will be uh, deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to, to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we, sh we will share in all things belonging to Christ. Remember what it says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God even though they, they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of, our, of their unbelief, they were not able to enter rest. Again, Sin is ultimately a question of belief. Sin can be appealing, right? It can be easy, right? And, and even better, it, and, and it can even seem better than what God has to offer us sometimes, right? Sin not only turns us from God, but can also harden our hearts, 
right? Convincing us that is that is neither wrong nor hurtful to turn away from God. And so that's what I want to present to you today. Like that, I mean, those are just untrue. Like, like the the sin is the lie here, right? God is God is the truth, right? God is the way to salvation. Like Jesus is the way to salvation. Like we we can go there. And so my challenge to you is, where are you today in that? Have you had that conversation with somebody about accepting Jesus? Have you, have you had the conversation with God? Where is your faith? And how easy or, or convicting is it when you sin? And we, we get the answer here in these verses to, to a way that we can, we can kind of pivot away from that. Right, where we can start to pull ourselves back out, where we can start to step out in faith. Right? And 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 the antidote, um, oh man, the antidote to sin's deception, right, is a relationship. And we get that answer here in these verses, right? A, Christ, a Christian community, again, may seem like a strange way to combat sin, but but sin always drives us into isolation. When when we meet with one another for accountability, right, we can identify the lies of sin and encourage one another into a deeper relationship with Christ. It's hard enough to, to go through life by yourself, right? And, and that's where God has built the church, so we don't have to do that. For other Christians to help you combat um, these lies, hardening of your hearts, right? They, they have to know what sins you were drawn to and, and what lies you're tempted to believe. Right? And I'm not saying that you need to just, just stand up and tell everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But, but what we do need to do is, is we need to come together and, and have those accountability partners in our lives. Right? Who, who in your life are you spiritually accountable to? Now, I mean, obviously, we need to be spiritually accountable with God, but but again, like it's 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 <laughs> it's easy to think that we can hide things from Him, although we can't. It's easy to think that because you know, it, to have a relationship with God, like we need to be engaged with Him, right? And if you're not completely engaged, it's easy to be like, well, He's just not going to notice this one. So, having a human accountability partner. Someone to walk with you in faith can help you go down those lines, right? Help you go down those roads and, and be able to know, like, hey, I'm starting to drift. Like, I need you to help me pull, pull back in. Right? And to do that, we, again, we need to be in each other's lives. We need to be together building each other up in Christ, reading the Bible, discussing the Word, going to each other and God with our questions and concerns. Right, so we don't end up alone and nowhere to turn for help. Because the sad part is our culture and our world, we get there so easily where we're alone and there's nowhere else to go and no one else to go to. But I, I want to tell you that, that, that God is always with you and, and he will pull you out of it. But you need to engage in that relationship for him to do it. Because ultimately, that's, that's a sign of, of, of obedience and, and in your heart and faith. And then that's the step that's uncomfortable. 
when it comes to stepping out in faith. Right? We, we may not be concerned about uh, Moses or angels like we talked about last week today, but, but, but like the ancient church, we do struggle with sin and trusting Jesus. Right? And, and I, wanna, I, I heard this story the other day um, while I was kind of preparing for this message, and I wanted to share it with you. And, and I think because it really shows us kind of what, where I'm, where, what I'm trying to get at here. And um, so here it is. So, so there, there was a young boy walking down the street with a rusty old birdcage with several sad, sick-looking birds inside. A man asked the boy what he was going to do with the birds. The boy said he was going to have some fun with them. Uh, Sooner or later, you, you'll, you'll grow tired of that, the man said. Then what will you do with them? The boy responded, I have some cats at home who, who will finish them off. And, and that, that's where they'll go. Right, the man took pity and asked the boy, how much do you want for the birds in that cage? The boy laughed and said, dude, you, you don't want these. You don't want these birds, right? They're sick. They're, they're, they're ugly. They don't even sing. And the man asked, how much? The boy looked at him and said, $2, right? The man cheerfully paid the price, took the birds. He went to a park down the road, opened the cage, and let the birds free. Right? The story goes on to tell a similar conversation between Jesus and the devil. But instead of birds, there was something else at stake, right? And that was humanity. From the moment Adam and Eve fell into sin, right, we, we were trapped in the devil's cage. And what are you going to do with them, Jesus asked. The devil replied, I'll have my fun with them. I'll get them to argue, bicker, gossip, fight. Right? Sooner or later, you'll grow tired of that, Jesus said. Then, then what will you do with them? The devil replied, well, when I'm through with them in this life, I'll take them to hell with me where, where things will be much worse. Right? How much do you want for them, Jesus asked. Them? You don't want them. They'll reject you. They'll mock you. They'll nail you to a cross, laugh as you bleed. And, and even, even after you do this for them, they'll make excuses to why they don't have time for you in their lives. They'll claim to be too busy uh, with their lives in the cage in spite of the love you show them. And they won't always show this kind of love to each other. Are they even worth it? How much do you want for them? Jesus asked. Your life for theirs is the price that God has set. See, God's perfect justice demanded that somebody had to punish for these sins. Right? And it was either going to be us or Jesus. But even after Jesus paid the price, some of us still get caught up in our conditions in the cage. We never leave. We, we, we never seek Jesus for salvation and the way out. Right? And the way out is a relationship with him. So where is your focus today? Is it on the conditions of the cage? What are the busy things in my life? Or are we stopping to take a moment? Are you looking for Christ in those moments? Are you looking for Christ in your lives? Are you focused on following Him in every part of your lives? We're not going to have a song today. Um, I mean, we've just gone over and I want to respect your guys' time and your day. And, and again, I didn't say it, but happy Father's Day. <laughs> uh, but, I, I, but my final thought is this. 
It comes out of 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 through 11. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other. Build each other up just as you are already doing. I, I just challenge you guys. Take that step. What is that next step? Is it accepting Jesus for the first time? Is it stepping into baptism? Like, this wasn't special. Like, I mean, it was special, but it's not a special day, right? Like, we, we'll do this every week if we need to. Like, but, but what is that next step for you? And are you too focused on the cage to, that, that we're not looking for Jesus and the, and the way out? All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for who you are and what you've done. The sacrifice that, that, that you have given, that we, we could know you and have a relationship with you. Lord, I just pray that as we go out this week, as we go to, to these different places, different work, different um, vacations, whatever it may be, that, that we can faithfully be servants of your house. And that people will know who you are by the way that we are. That instead of having a decline in faith, we can take that first step. Instead of having a decline in love, we can show the love of who you are with someone else. And, and Lord, I just pray that as, as, instead of having a decline in commitment, we, we see people engage more. And not for us or this building, but, but for you. Lord, we love you, we praise you, be with us as we go this week. Let us see you in the details uh, of our lives and, and, and not stay focused on the conditions of a cage. We just pray all these things in your name. Amen.